You are listening to the Community Call with host Murray Riley Jr. See what, folks? We come back to you on a beautiful Sunday afternoon here in Aiken, South Carolina, and also our hearts are heavy as we hear heard the news of thirteen shot, ten dead in a racially motivated hate crime at a Buffalo Buffalo supermarket. As we come to you this afternoon, um, we apologize for our delay. We are waiting for our panel members to make their way into the show as as we get ready to go into some of our headlines for today. And I'll tell you what, folks, uh, I'm a little disturbed in my spirit. I'm also angry to in a very 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 degree way that i don't want to go into on air here but i'm just angry uh we continue to go through these traumatic events in our country and uh i don't want to say thoughts and prayers today because i'm not in that mood and if you follow me on facebook i said my 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 heart and my brain were having an argument with each other. And my brain was kicking my heart around a lot when I heard this news. My brain was telling my heart, oh, we ain't got time to be sympathetic. We want to be mad. And pretty much that's the case with me. And I was angry and I felt sorrowful for the victims at the same time. Um, and so here we are now. Uh, trying to figure out how not to be so angry about the situation, but I am. I am angry about the situation. And so um, just bear with me today, guys, because this is where my heart is. And we want to jump into these stories, uh, our top stories for the weekend and as 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 we come on and share with you, we want to say that the president has condemned um, this racist extremism that was motivated the shooting in in Buffalo. We also want to say to you that uh, Sweden, the ruling party, gives the green light to join NATO, paving a way for the nation to apply um, for status in the Western military bloc. Also, an estimated $163 billion from the pandemic unemployment benefits was stolen or misspent. The money may never be recovered. Indeed, this is some of our breaking news from the Washington Post, courtesy of the Washington Post this afternoon. We also want to share with you our other top stories um, this weekend. As we said in the lead off, 13 shot dead. 13 shot, 10 dead in a racially motivated hate crime at a Buffalo supermarket. Um, New York Governor Kathy Hull um, uh, called the shooter a white supremacist who was engaged in an act of terrorism and will be prosecuted as such. Ten people were killed and three, three others injured in what authorities have described as a racially motivated shooting at a Buffalo, New York supermarket on Saturday. Police arrested Peyton Gridden, an 18-year-old white male, after he armed, 
after he was armed with an assault rifle and wearing tactical vests and open fire outside and inside Topps Friendly Market. The market is in a predominantly black neighborhood about three miles north of downtown Buffalo. Uh, a press conference later Saturday, uh, Erie County Sheriff John Garcia called the shooting a hate crime. It absolutely was. We also want to uh, continue on with the top stories. Uh, 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 the sheriff said this was pure evil. Uh, it was a straight. It was a straight up racially motivated hate crime. And uh, and I tell you what, folks, this was actually that's exactly what it was—a hate crime. Um. Also, as as we read the top story, um, it said 11 of the 13 people were shot are black and two were white. At the press conference Saturday night, New York Governor Kathy Hall called the shooter white supremacist who engaged in an act of terrorism and will be prosecuted as such. Gerdon traveled from Cochrane, New York, about three and a half, uh, three and a half hour drive from Buffalo. This is the worst nightmare that any community can face. And we are hurting and we are see we are seizing right now. Buffalo Mayor Bar Byron Brown said in a news conference the depth of the pain that the families are feeling and that all of us are feeling right now cannot even be explained. Police also confirmed that that the suspect live live streamed the shooting on Twitch. And I hope Twitch has taken this down uh very fast. In a statement, a Twitch spokesman confirmed there was a live broadcast of the shooting and said the company was working to monitor for any potential restreams of the content. Absolutely. I hope they take the If they do find it, take it down. The identities of the victims have not been released, but Buffalo Police Commissioner Joseph Gramala uh, uh, said Saturday that one of the victims was a beloved retired Buffalo police officer who was working as a security guard for the store. Uh, the security guard was killed when he exchanged gunfire with the suspect striking the gunman once in his armor plating. Uh, and I, I, I can imagine what the exchange was between these two, between the victim and the shooter. Um, one person doing their job and another person who's acting causing an act of terrorism, folks. Also, we want to come to you with some comments that came from Twitter. Uh, Josh Allen, who's the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, the NFL Buffalo Bills, um, he said, extremely hard to express the emotion right now, absolutely heartbroken for the victims and their families and for the city of Buffalo. Uh, Governor Kathy Hall said, I'm on my way to Buffalo to assist with, with a response to today's shooting. My heart breaks for the victims, families, and for everyone impacted by this horrific and despicable act of violence. This came this came in from uh, Governor Hall on Twitter. These were our Twitter responses. There were some additional Twitter responses, guys, but uh, I didn't put those Twitter responses up for us here on the show today. You can go to my Twitter page 
at Murray Riley Jr. And follow me on Twitter, and you can find out what everyone else had to say in relationship to this incident that took place in Buffalo, New York. Um, we also have some top stories that we're going to bring to you here in just a moment, folks. We're going to take a a we're going to take a quick break. Well, we do have Michael here. We were going to take a quick break, but we do have Michael here in into the show with us this afternoon. Uh, as we come on, and I tell you what, and we're going to bring Michael here into the show, guys. As uh, but before I do bring Michael into the show, I want to continue on with our top stories. We do have um, some other additional top stories. The Republicans rip Biden for not starving undocumented immigrant babies. Republican crit- criticized the Biden administration for providing food to infants detained in the custody amid the body f- amid a baby formula shortage, effectively suggesting the babies should be starved because of their immigration status. Meanwhile, President Joe Biden announced actions to address the shortage. Yes, the president said he was going to work on this situation. Also, uh, the January 6th committee subpoenas um, Kevin McCarthy and other Republicans the bipartisan House Committee investigating the January 6th Capitol riot has taken an unprecedented step in issuing subpoenas for the five GOP lawmakers, including House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy. These folks got to show up. Just imagine. I wish I was a fly on a wall to hear what their response is going to be at the uh, committee meeting. Uh, Elon Musk puts Twitter deal on hold. Billionaire Elon Musk uh, has abruptly put his purchase of Twitter temporarily on hold. He wrote in a tweet, um, pending detailed supporting calculations um, uh, that that spam and fake accounts do indeed represent less than 5% of the users. It wasn't clear how their metric has anything to do with his planned purchase. Well, I guess he had his own... uh, Angst about going to Twitter by purchasing Twitter. Um, Russian threats push Finland toward joining NATO, as we said at the top of the at the top of the show um, this afternoon. Um, uh, the, the headline reads: The Kremlin warned it may be it may take um, retaliatory military uh, technical steps after Finland's leaders said uh, they favor joining NATO, and Sweden could do the same within days in a historic realignment triggered by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And this came from the Associated Press. Uh, We do have some additional stories that we're going to bring to you, but we're going to bring Michael into the show and discuss some of our top stories and the incident that took place in Buffalo, New York, uh, uh, with these victims who were gunned down by by a madman. Yes, folks are talking about, uh, and I heard some comments. I want Michael to share his comments with us um, this afternoon in relationship to this. Um, He's our resident panelist member from New York City. Our our 2021 um, award winner and Panelist, former panelist of the year, panelist of the year award winner as well. We want to ask him to come into the show uh, and uh, 
Michael, are you there with me? Affirmative. Hi, Mary. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much, Michael. Glad to have you on the show. Uh, our hearts are heavy this afternoon in relationship mm-hmm. to what has taken place. How do you feel about the top story, sir, including our lead-off story? Well, uh, first let me assure everybody that I am safe. I am fine. I'm in New York City. I'm a little over 400 miles away from Buffalo where the incident took place. And I, for one, had stated, and I will confirm that I had um, <clears throat> a little message chat with Murray, our host, and um, sharing some threads. And I said, I wanted this story to hit nationwide and to really hit at these Republicans. They bear the large blunt of what occurred in Buffalo because of A, the racist, hateful incitement of violence that's been perpetrated by one Donald J. Trump, the former occupant of the White House, as well as the members of the cult, which we know as Trumpism. And much of those members are in the doggone um, United States Congress that is really plaguing this nation plaguing democracy, plaguing the safety and security of all people, American or non-American. Because you got to admit, we do get visitors from other countries that come to the United States for vacations, just as much as people in the United States go out of the country for vacations. So let's not forget that, ladies and gentlemen, that they have rights as much as we do. And we all have a right to live. With that said, with that said, I want this to hit Republicans also because of the fact that they keep blocking any and all measures of gun safety reform. This person, this white supremacist extremist, in which would fall under Trump's list of very fine people, use an AR-15 automatic rifle, an assault weapon. How many times have we pushed to get these assault rifles, assault weapons, out of the market, out of people's hands, that they only belong in in the military, and even the experts, including those that served in the military, said that those particular weapons are designed to kill not to maim, but to kill, and thus should not be circulating around to the average ordinary person. How many times have I have said that owning a gun is not really a right when you have to register that gun, when you have to get a license to operate a gun? And just like the things you have to go through to get a driver's license, to get a car, you have to register that car. All these things take um, cost money. You got to pay the necessary fees in order to finally get a license and get the instrument that you wish to operate. And nowhere in the Constitution does it says you have to pay one red cent to 
exercise your rights. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is the right-wing extremism that are trying to use a deadly weapon that's often used in the criminal purposes, known as a gun, to try to manipulate people and make you think that you have a right to own a gun. If you got to pay a whole bunch of fees to operate a gun and to get a gun, then it's not much of a right. It's more of a privilege. And if right-wingers are going to say that driving a motor vehicle is a privilege, not a right, then take the same take the same line of reasoning, take the same criteria, and I would say operating a gun or having a gun is a is not a right. It's more of a privilege, not a right. We gotta get that straight. So pretty much these Republicans for what they incite and what they push are largely responsible for what happened in Buffalo, that this supremacist, this supremacist purposely went to Buffalo, drove over 300 miles because that is one of the cities in New York State that has a large demographic population of people of color and he wanted to kill. And he goes into a place, namely a supermarket, where there are a lot of customers in there, shot 13 people, 10 of which are dead. And all those that were struck were people of color except for two people. I think there was two Caucasians that were struck, but still, those those two Caucasians and their family members blast this um, government from coming into the city and committing this act of hate crime, this act of domestic terrorism. And thank God for Governor Kathy Hochul, New York governor, called it like it is, called it white supremacist, called it racism, and called it terrorism. Republicans don't want to hear that term? Well, the truth hurts, doesn't it? And I want this, as I said, to hit home to those in Congress that have allowed this to go on, the Kevin McCarthy's, the Lindsey Graham's, the Rand Paul's, the Jim Jordan's, the Matt Gates, the Mitch McConnell's. I start with those in the House of Representatives. Let me go to those in the Senate. Or I did mention Rand Paul in the Senate, the Mitch McConnell's, the Josh Hawley's. Um, am I forgetting anybody? You feel, Murray, feel free to add to the list, but I think that the people listening to me right now, and we've called out a bunch of these names before, they know where I'm going, and they can be welcome to add to the list, maybe not um, vocally, but certainly on our Facebook pages. Let's you send know- a clear message and debunk this idea of Republicans getting back control of Congress after what we've seen here, after we've seen with Roe v. Wade, after what we've been seeing with other acts of domestic terrorism and what's going on in Florida, what's going on in Texas. Republicans can basically forget about it, and I want to make sure that they don't get power back in Congress or any part of um, Washington, D.C. Forget about it. Well, folks, as you can hear, you hear all this passion coming from Michael this afternoon. 
Um, Michael, I feel somewhat the same way myself, but we have a whole lot of work to do because we still have people believing in the in in, in the gun rights, uh, the ability to carry a gun they in this nation. License license gun owners everywhere in America who would think that this is just, this is just one uh, demented person who decided to go out and kill up um, thirteen, shoot up thirteen people. Um, ten of them died. Can three I of them. That for a well, just a moment. I, I just wanted to clarify yeah. for everyone um in the midst of in the midst of michael's statement everyone i agree with him we do have to work very hard not to let the republicans back into power but we're going to have we got to hit the ground running with this there's no other way to go the other thing i want to say not to take away and move over to our political side of of the show this afternoon i want to i want to remember these victims, 13 victims. Ten of these victims were African-American or um, let's not be formal and just say black people. Ten of these were black people. Going about their day, going about their business, wasn't bothering anybody. It's it's a it's a it's a beautiful weekend. We all think in baseball, cookouts, being with family, being with friends, and and etc. And now these lives are lost. They're already calling the suspect. This was a mental break. He had a mental break. You don't have a mental break when you plan to go three and a half hours away and start killing people. That is not a mental issue for me. You don't have, you can't use that crutch anymore. Folks want to use the same aspect of what Dylan Roof did at Mother Bethel in Charleston, South Carolina, when he killed nine people. And no, this show is not about the incident that happened in Buffalo, but we just want to clarify to everyone our disgust and how this how these events continue to happen in America, Michael. We continue to have these these um mass shootings in this country. Yes, everyone is talking about gun control and gun laws uh across America right now. I wish I had my legal eagle on here. So we can talk about the gun laws in America. We can talk about what's happening with how how these these activists have taken this militant role in the country right now. And this rhetoric is coming from the Republicans. And I'm not designating Donald Trump because Donald Trump is the catalyst for that rhetoric that has taken hold in America right now. As Michael said mm-hmm. so eloquently here. Donald Trump is the anchor to all this. And we continue to deal with this radical type of voice in America right now, coming from politicians, coming from TV hosts, coming from radio hosts, coming from podcast hosts, and coming from people who have platforms on the Internet, WordPress, and other places where this hate is being shared and distributed throughout the country. There's no excuse for these lost lives. I don't want I'm not buying I'm not buying the mental aspect or the cop out aspect to what this guy did. He purposely drove to New to to Buffalo, New York and committed a heinous act against innocent people. 
the hell with the color. The hell with the color. We he just killed ten innocent people. Uh, Murray, yes. we can't say the hell with the color. Only only because of this. I I wanna and, I wanna but, say that because I wanna say that because we always it's always us anyway, Michael. It's always us. Mm-hmm. And everybody wants to. Everybody that. wants to. Everybody wants to categorize this, this situation that it's it's ten black people. We knew it was ten. We knew that this kid decided to kill black people, but these were these were people, people going about their exactly, day. and people going about their lives. They had no idea that this kid got motivated enough and had the will. To pull the trigger to kill ten people and injure. He didn't people. even live there. He didn't even okay. live there. He they said he drove over three hundred miles just to go to that um that population that section because of the demographic population that's mostly black. That's what that is. And the reason why I said that we cannot just say uh, the hell with the color because we again. This is the rhetoric set by Republicans. We have a white shooter. And as you said, you to you didn't want to hear any more of this mental illness stuff and which Republicans try to claim and use as a prop. They want to use it as a get out of jail free prop and avoid accountability. Where in past history we have had identical gun massacres as well as identical um killings with use of a motor vehicle and the thing yes. is that when the perpetrator is white republicans are going to say he's a nut it's mental illness it's mental illness and they're not even freaking qualified to make such an assessment none of them are doctors but then but then when you have a person of color that either lost control of the vehicle or it could very well be mentally disturbed. Then they want to say, oh, it's no mental illness. It's a, this guy's a criminal. He is a terrorist. He needs to be prosecuted as such and treated as such, given the death penalty. Oh, so now you got two different people committing the same crimes, the same atrocities, the same results, using the same tools that led to such tragedies that led to such fatalities but two different identities one's white whether it's black or a person of color the white one mental illness the black one an enemy explain that one republicans i just called you out on something else and murray will tell you yours truly michael s wilberkin from new york city the dedicated foe of BS. And right now, I'm putting my foot down, moving forward to any and every BS that's perpetrated or spewed out by these Republicans, including those in my own state, upstate, one namely Elise Stefanik, who herself is a Trumper and who herself has joined in with such dastardly rhetoric that leads up to these calamities and tragedies. What's the problem is, what's the problem is, is that we're giving these folks the liberty to say this stuff. And they have the right to say it. They have the liberties to say it. 
They choose not to call out these crimes, Michael. This was this was a mass shooting, a major crime. I applaud the governor for saying that this was this this is going to be he's going to be prosecuted and and to the fullest. This is considered a terrorist act. Yes, it was. There's nothing else anybody could tell me different about this situation. And no, no, I, and and I, I may I, I may have to roll back what I said to hell with the people, to hell with the color. It's just the fact that every time we every time when something of this magnitude happens, it happens to Af- it happens to black people. And I'm just tired. I'm just tired. I'm just tired of having to, to deal with it all the time. Every time, every Thank time, it, it's it's some kid, it's some some adult who has a mental issue. You don't have a mental issue when you plan to do something. That means you had the forethought to do it. That's not a mental inability. People need to stop. T- people need to stop crutching folks when they decide to go yeah. do something. You can't tell me that you have a mental illness when you have body armor on and you're firing at innocent people. That is not a mental inability. This was thought out. This was planned. Everything that's why that you they call. Of, that's why they call it in legal terms premeditation. Absolutely, absolutely, it was premeditation. I mean, what more? What more can you say in, about the situation other than the fact that these victims and their families are destroyed? This guy decided to destroy innocent lives. I have no room for. I have no room for 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 talk of. Yeah, this was a mental. This was a mental situation. No, it wasn't. You knew what you was doing from the start. You absolutely knew. I applaud, I applaud the governor and others for stepping up. The mayor of Buffalo came out and said some things in relationship to this. He frequented that store, and others have frequented the store as well. Uh, I love the fact that Josh Allen, the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, decided to come out and make a statement that he's hurt uh, from the, about this situation. Um, I'm pretty sure the football community feels some type of way today uh, in relationship to this situation that took place in Buffalo. Um, Michael, I know you feel some type of way too. You're you're a New Yorker yourself. New York City, New York State. Mm -hmm. New York has been been going through some things a lot in the last few months. And yes, folks, we're, yep. we're 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 giving our shots out to the Big Apple community and all of those who have who feel some type of way today in relationship to to this tragic event that happened in Buffalo. Yes, you hear passion coming from Murray too, because I'm I'm just uh. And we've had some hate crimes going on here in New York City in the past um, month. We've had some shootings going on and which the mayor, Eric Adams, is really taking seriously the issue of mental illness. See, the whole thing is, and this is what makes me mad with the Republicans, they want to trivialize 
mental illness and use it when it benefits them, a.k.a. use it as a get-out-of-jail-free prop. And, and how serious is this about what happened with Buffalo? NYPD took the extra steps here in New York City to provide extra security, extra protection, and about every single black church, meaning church that usually has black parishioners, regardless of religion. If you're a Baptist, if you're a Pentecostal, Episcopalian, or even um, Catholic like I am, the thing is that they know the neighborhoods, the demographic population, to avoid any repeat or any duplicate crimes of such sort because of any extremists that might be inspired to want to repeat the atrocity or try to, quote, break the record. This guy in Buffalo shot um, 13 people, killed 10. God forbid if someone wants to say, oh, let me go to someplace else, like a heavy populated church or another supermarket and try to get after 20 people. We don't want that happening, but um, good gosh almighty, the rhetoric spewed out by the right has perpetrated and keeps filtering up these atrocities to keep occurring. And that's why not only, and this is Michael saying this, not only do the people pulling that trigger need to be prosecuted, but also those that excited those people to pull the trigger. I keep citing this case study, Arizona v. Shauna Ford, in which her rhetoric as for prosecution pulled the trigger that killed two lawful immigrants in the state of Arizona. And they were, the ones that had the gun were um, convicted of first-degree murder, and so was she for her rhetoric, first-degree murder. I don't, I don't, I don't, oh, gosh. I'm just trying to keep it together, folks. I'm trying to keep it together. But it just goes to show you how serious this whole thing is, how serious. And moving forward, I'm calling out each and every Republican that incites this and then want to give excuses. You, you know what some of the um, punditry said? And um, Chuck Schumer spoke on this, too. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. He said that he had heard rhetoric from the right that said, well, that's what happens when you're at the wrong place at the wrong time in reference to the victims. You want to comment on that part? Awful. Awful. And these are folks who who were continuing to support the gun lobby. They paid millions and millions of dollars for for these Republicans to... The, yes, to speak and support gun the gun the gun lobby in in the country. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm in South Carolina where hunting is a where hunting is a right. Where hunting is a right, where people lawfully hunt and go hunting, go fishing. We do have laws on the books to ensure that people are licensed gun owners, licensed users of uh, guns 
Um, you have a lot of people that do deer hunting here in the state. You have people who go hunting, um, hog hunting and other, other aspects of hunting in the state. But these are lawful um, licensed guns, gun owners. I am not trying to advocate uh, for people not to have a gun lawfully, but I am advocating for the victims. Um, when the victims are are in such a number like this, then we need to take away the privilege of gun owners and gun and gun and gun laws are specifically designed to keep you from possessing a weapon. Um, this young man had he had lawfully bought a gun, he had it registered, he was and all of that. We don't know all the intricate details, everyone, but that's that's pretty much how this rolls. I'm simply disturbed by the fact that our our members of Congress are talking as if, oh well, we're gonna keep it moving. No, you can't go, oh well, we're gonna keep it moving. This was 13 people. One of them was a retired officer working security duty at the store, and he died. He leaves behind a family, friends, co-workers, and all. So you have to feel some type of way. I do. I feel I feel very much impacted by what's going on in the Big Apple right now, what's going on in the New York State area as well. Um, also, we want to we want to give out our information for the show, guys. You can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts, uh, and other podcast platforms where the Community Call is hosted. Again, I'm your host, Murray Riley Jr. Uh, of the Community Call podcast. We have Michael on with us, our longtime panel member and longtime friend. Uh, Michael, uh, we, we want to also talk about some other developing stories. I know the thread was busy again this, this past week with some of our revelations of things taking place. Can you talk about some of the things that uh, that are on your mind this afternoon, sir? Well, it kind of what happened with Buffalo kind of ties in with the, what Republicans are trying to pull with overturning Roe v. Wade. They're trying to push to re, overturn that and saying that we must protect life. First of all, I want I'm telling them don't give me this protecting life BS anymore. As far as I'm concerned, since they want to block any and all gun safety reforms from even even being discussed, even being put on the table, idea of overturning Roe v. Wade should be kept off the table as well. I am the type that will push to correct all these injustices and stop this violence before you even think of getting into a woman's private medical matter. Now, I'm Catholic. Yes, I'm pro-life, but I also in favor of Roe v. Wade because it goes beyond abortions. And if women do not have that conscientious right to make decisions regarding their own bodies, then 
those that are pregnant and they get pregnant and want to keep the baby, we got some men that try to persuade women to get an abortion because they don't want the woman to be walking around with the baby, especially if it's evidence of infidelity, of adultery, if you want to go that far. We can go as far back as Donald Trump again when he impregnated Marla Maples while still married to Ivana Trump. Ivana, Ivana, I cannot recall how you say that name. But the guy who claims that he's pro-life and he's against Roe v. Wade was said to have pressured or even suggested Marla Maples to get an abortion, and she said no. It's my body, my choice. I'm having this baby, at which point he was a bit upset. We have cases in Texas, of Texas, the big red state that is going purple and which could turn blue sooner than we think or know. Go, Beto. Had Go, cases. Beto. Let's win. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. They have cases in which women got pregnant. They were pressured to get an abortion. And he said, no, my body, my choice. Can you imagine if Roe v. Wade is overturned? That means women don't have a say with their own bodies. We have one kook here in New York City wearing a FDNY um, sweatshirt. FDNY, that stands for Fire Department of New York. And he was standing in front of a church and taunting women and says, no, you don't make any decisions regarding your body. Your body is my body now. I make all the decisions. You're going to have that baby when I tell you to. You're going to get, and he stopped short saying an abortion. Uh, again, when I tell you to, you're going to do as I say when I tell you. That's the kind of garbage he's speaking of, at which point the fire department of New York saying, this guy is not part of our employment. He's not on our roster. We would like to know the identity of this person. And I wouldn't be surprised if they want to bring criminal charges against him for trying to incite a ruckus using their, um, using their what's that word, that badge or their logo. I mean, this is serious stuff for what the far right is doing, Murray. And yeah. as far as yeah. I'm concerned... The Roe v. Wade thing, what about, we're talking about the gun violence. What about the actual domestic violence, the physical violence that willfully expected mothers are suffering because of these extremists? You stress a pregnant woman out. Those are grounds for miscarriage or could lead to miscarriage. A woman shouldn't have to face harassment and terrorism by these Neanderthal extremists these right-wing extremists should be able to go to a clinic or to a hospital, any medical facility for a prenatal checkup without being falsely accused or harassed, saying, stay out of here. We don't want you getting an abortion or anything like that. That's none of your business, folks. Leave these women alone. What they're, I'm trying to be careful not to use the wrong choice of words. What is in their stomach is none of your business. What is in between their legs is none of your business. What goes on inside the checkup 
in the medical facility is none of your business. That's why we have HIPAA laws in place. And thank God, then President Bill Clinton signed into and enacted these HIPAA laws because of the very same discussions that was going on back then. And that was the 90s. Here we are in the 2020s. And gee whiz, people still will not respect the right to privacy. People will not respect the rights to others. But then when the you-know-what hits the fan and they're facing that predicament, all of a sudden now we got to respect their privacy. All of a sudden now we got to bow down and kiss their feet, if you want to use that term. No, we're going back. We're, We're bringing back equal rights, equal justice, equal accountability in the name of truth and justice and the American way. Don't call me Superman. Well, this is what I want to say. Um, you're kind of all over my outline with this afternoon, especially when it comes to the abortion situation. I'm sorry. Um, no, you're fine. Uh, let's talk about Clarence Thomas for a moment, folks. Sure. And he made some comments regarding what's going on with the abortion situation, and it says... Uh, Comment on liberal tantrums recalls anti-abortion violence, and this says conservative anti-abortion activists have maimed and murdered their opponents for decades, despite what Supreme Court justice may think. You would never visit the Supreme Court justices' houses when, when things don't go their way. We didn't throw temper tantrums. It is an incumbent on his on us to always act appropriately and not repay tit and not replay tit or tat. He said, and, and, and the, the audience clapped. And this is, this is Clarence Thomas speaking, folks. The crowd appeared particularly receptive to the justice's commentary on liberals as he placed himself squarely in the right-wing camp despite other justices' attempts to emphasize the importance of neutrality. Multiple people asked follow-up questions. We are not to conduct ourselves better than any any than any conduct themselves, Thomas said. Later, he added, you also will not see people going to other people's houses, attacking them at dinner and at restaurants and throwing things at them. This dude has lost his mind. First off, can I, can I respond to that? One more. Later, he mm-hmm. added, y'all, later, abortion right activists have been sounding the alarm since the Supreme Court drafted an opinion leaked earlier this month, revealing that the court was poised to overturn the landmark Roe v. Wade decision, likely rolling back abortion rights by by half a century. Protests have erupted in the major U.S. cities, outside the Supreme Court building in Washington, D.C., and yes, outside the justices' homes, prompting um, charged response from some Democrats worried about the perception of civility, even while the suburban protests have been peaceful. Well, folks, here you go. Clarence Thomas has placed himself above the fray, so to speak. Michael, go ahead with your comment. If Clarence Thomas should happen to be listening, I would invite him to come to New York City and let's set a debate up, a civil debate up, two podiums. 
I want him to dare say that garbage to my face and see how I respond. And I give you all a preview of my response. All right? Number one, people that are going to these justices' places of residence, none of them, I stress, none of them are inside their front yards or inside any apartments or buildings or anything like that. They are on public streets, city public streets protesting. And they're protesting peacefully, just like people were peacefully protesting in front of the Supreme Court. People on our side have been protesting and marching peacefully. And notice, not one of them armed with any guns. The only thing they had in their hands were bottles of water to consume, and not one of them was thrown at anybody. So cut the garbage, Clarence Thomas. Anything well, else in their hands are, are signs, again, exercising their First Amendment rights. And perhaps, Clarence Thomas, you wouldn't have this kind of discomfort, if you want to call it, if you have bothered listening to the people, number one. Number two, a whole bunch of Americans, whopping percentage of Americans, as well as our Democratic representatives, and I tip my hat off to um, Senator Kirsten Gillibrand for this, these justices lied. I stress mm-hmm. the word lied in their confirmation hearings. They committed perjury when they said that Roe v. Wade was settled law, if what the Supreme Court decided was law of the land, and it would not be touched, they will not be touching it. Then why in the world are you doing the opposite, Mr. Alito, Miss Coney Barrett, Mr. Kavanaugh, Mr. Gorsuch, and you, Mr. Thomas. And speaking of Alito, you even said in a hearing that you will not legislate from the bench. Ever since you got on the bench, you've been drafting decisions, even in the dissent, of making it appearing that you are legislating from the bench. You cannot even cite a single law, a single constitution, um, constitutional element. Hmm. to back up in your statements and your opinions. You're letting me from the bench. Let's cut the garbage. Well, this is what I want to say in reference to what you're saying. Ladies and gentlemen, you're getting getting an education on how the conservative side of the court is rendering its decision-making. Michael's doing a good job of telling us that. These folks, these conservative justices, have made up in their mind that they they are really, really, really considering overturning Roe v. Wade. A woman's body is a woman's body. They have their own mind. They have their own choice whether or not to abort a child or whatever. I'm neutral in this because I have my own beliefs, which I will not share here on the podcast. Maybe one day I will, maybe one day I won't. Maybe I will continue my stance on this situation 
but I do support the right to choose. I do. I do support the right to choose. I also have some some reservations about the right to choose, but everyone should have the right to choose. And we support we should support a woman's right to choose what she does with her body. Period. Now these justices no, are wrong okay. for yeah, these justices are wrong for for their for their uh take on the situation, especially Justice Clarence Thomas, whose wife has been in the news, he's in the news now. These guys are really making the news circle, Michael. Miss oh, Thomas and Mr. Miss Miss Thomas and Mr. Thomas. Miss Thomas may have to show up to to that January sixth committee and answer some questions. There we are also have calls for her to be subpoenaed. Yes, indeed. yes, yes, sir. Um, we also want yeah. to talk about the others who have been subpoenaed, been subpoenaed to show up as well for the hearing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, mainly, Kevin McCarthy has been subpoenaed too, folks. He's going to have to show up. And he's in deep trouble, in, as it is. Yes, sir. We do have we do have some folks. We do have some folks who are going to have to uh explain, Michael. These folks are going to have to explain them themselves to the committee. Right? How many times we say? How many times, Murray, have we said that it'll be interesting to know how many, little or many, have been involved? in so many shape or form, a January 6th committee, those that are in Congress, and then, as we have recently heard, um, the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, who, mind you all, was the lone dissent of the nine justices who said that Trump has to turn over the documents when, when it came to that issue. The documents, I bet, will have some kind of implication of Miss Virginia Thomas, a.k.a. Ginny Thomas, the wife of Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. So now, if she's going to face subpoena, which in all likelihood she will, I think there will be reports of that, I'm calling also for this committee to subpoena Clarence Thomas as to why in the world he did not recuse himself in a matter such as this, and who would appear to have been trying to tilt the outcome of this investigation, trying to interfere. I would like to answer real fast. I would like to mm -hmm. answer your question. He found a legal loophole. That's why he didn't recuse himself, Michael. He's found a legal loophole, and he doesn't have to recuse himself. That's why we won't know what that legal loophole is unless he's subpoenaed, and then he he would be forced to tell us what, what legal loophole that he found. I'm pretty sure he found one. Um, or making but, one up. Uh, we don't know what's going on in it. We can't we can't judge from that perspective. That's we just know. Our, I know we can't. That's, that's just our opinion, folks. Now, yeah. uh, I, I'm very concerned with the fact that he didn't recuse himself after the information 
was un uncovered about his wife's texting and tweeting about about the insurrection folks. I am very concerned about that. Yes, and that's why I'm love. suspicious. Yes, love is love, marriage is marriage. You want to respect your wife. Da, 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 da. In this situation, there's no gray, folks. Okay? No. There's no gray. And Justice Thomas, there's no gray for you, sir. You you gotta come forward. Yeah. And I'm asking and I'm asking, I'm asking the committee to bring to bring him forward so he can explain himself to us, the nation. Yeah. Not just the committee, but to the nation too. As we already see, he's making the rounds as we speak, Michael. Politically yeah. making the rounds. And yes, folks, you listen to the community call myself and Michael on this afternoon. We want to thank uh, those who may listen, who are listening with us live today, and those who may listen after the broadcast. We want to thank you for being a part of the community call community. Again, you can find us on anchor.fm. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify and other podcast platforms. We would, we would be glad if you would share this episode with your friends and people you come in contact with. Also, before uh, uh, Michael, before, before mm -hmm. we get out of here, before we get out of here, I had one thing I wanted to share with everyone, and, and it came from the Pew Research Center. Folks, I'm encouraging you to go to the Pew Research Center and sign up for their daily um, emails. They have such they have a ton of information for us guys for us to digest. And one thing I want to say is Americans are concerned about the war in Ukraine. A wider conflict is possible with Russia. Um, uh, shared adults are saying the U.S. isn't providing enough support to Ukraine and has and, and, and it has declined since March. Um, as we bring this to you, it says as the conflict between Russia and Ukraine enters the third month. Most Americans say they support actions taken by the Biden administration in, in response to Russian invasion, such as placing strict economic sanctions on Russia, sending military equipment and weapons to Ukraine, and stationing large numbers of U.S. military forces in NATO countries near Ukraine. In general, more U.S. adults approve 45% than disapprove 34% of the Biden administration response to Russian invasion of Ukraine. Views of the administration response are largely unchanged since March. 47% approve, 39% disapprove. Um, the new Pew Research Center survey conducted on April 25th through May 1st among 5,074 U.S. adults found that public public the public has multiple concerns over possible consequences from the Ukrainian war, roughly 6 in 10. Uh, fifty-nine percent are extremely or very concerned about the possibility of Russia invading other countries in the region, while another twenty-five percent are somewhat concerned. Fifteen percent are not too concerned about the situation. These are this, this is information that comes from our Pew poll today. Everyone, we wanted to share a little bit of that information. We also have some upcoming Pew information in regards to mass shootings. We'll bring that to you guys in our next episode, Michael. I want to thank you for being a part of the episode today and bringing the passion as you always do, sir. Do you have some, do you have some last words for this afternoon, sir? 
Yes, um, I should also inform everybody, <clears throat> as if it's not enough, bad enough for um, the unaccountability that's going on in this nation, um, with the Roe v. Wade discussion that we just had, and Lord knows we'll have more on the matter as um, as developments occur, because Marie and I, for one, been keeping up um, up in tabs on this stuff. What happened with Buffalo? The other racial injustices going on in the nation, but also gender injustices. We have a situation here in New York, in Long Island, and as soon as I get more info, I will bring it up to you. But there has been a young woman that's been missing for several years. Um, she's never been declared dead yet, but is believed to be dead. They never found her body yet. But in the process of searching for her, um, authorities in Suffolk County in Brentwood have found multiple deceased bodies that were all female and all have said to be dragged into some kind of strip club or some kind of, um, let's put it this way, unsavory um, kind of business. I don't know if you want to use the word prostitution or escorts, but they were in, um, they were facing dangerous times and they are now dead. The problem here is at the time of these particular victims' demises that are believed to have been murders, um, the police at the time were very, very lax in their investigating, let alone not transparent with the public. And they want to hide this or hide that, and they've been self-contradictory as to what exactly happened to these ladies and what has happened to the one woman that has not been found yet. Well, now we have a new police chief in Brentwood, as well as new um, new members of the force. They are starting to crack down on it, and they're saying what happened 20 years ago, 30 years ago, was an absolute disgrace, and how it was handled by the police back then is very troubling. So now they're cracking down on not trying, not only trying to find this missing person and what happened with her, because this could very well be that she's still alive, but we're preparing for um, the worst of it. But then at the same time, they're seeing a connection with her disappearance and the, the initial disappearance of as many as five to ten young ladies that are now unfortunately passed on and believed to have been murdered. The big suspicion amongst myself and others in my area that's hearing this cannot help but wonder if the person or persons responsible for these ladies' disappearance could have been those that were on the force. If they were off-duty, used as we have heard time and again, use their position as police officers to commit the atrocities, to violate women, and heaven forbid, have them killed or whatever, or just leave them 
out to try to survive on their own. Whatever the case is, committing unethical, unlawful acts, and then now you have a department that knows of this but trying to engage in the cover-ups, the blue wall of silence that was so strong back then, but now it's crumbling today, especially in the midst of the nationwide George Floyd protests and the ever-increasing calls for equal accountability. As soon as I find out more about this, I will bring it up to you. But in parting, in closure, I will ask you all to take what Murray and I have given you today and in the past. Spread the word to others. Even spread the word to your representatives for those that are here in the United States. Raise these issues to them. They got the power to um, investigate, to, what's the word I'm looking for, to subpoena the necessary people to get down to the bottom of these atrocities that remain unsolved and unresolved. We got to raise awareness to one another, sticking with the truth, standing up for justice, at the same time, remaining peaceful, remaining civil, and remaining safe. Remaining safe and keeping your eyes and ears open and ready to call out any and all Republican BS to avoid them having some kind of platform to try to force down their nonsense to the people's throats. Our democracy and our lives are at stake here. If anything that if there's anything that should inspire people to get out to vote but at the same time, keep raising awareness and speaking these truths to overshadow the Republican nonsense. We can win in 2022, and we must win in 2022 and 2023 and 2024, and the beat goes on. That's the only way we will survive. And I close you with that. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate it. Folks, we're going to put our dis- disclaimer out here. Um, this is unfounded information. We hope that Michael will come back and, and and validate this information that he shared with us about these missing individuals um, and regarding the uh, this situation of the blue wall. Um, we're going to put that disclaimer out there as, as we get ready to close yes, the show. We want to, give you, we want to also give everyone a last-minute update to the situation. Um, that happened in Buffalo uh, at the top at the Top Hat store there in New York in the Buffalo area. Um, the police have come forward, and this is coming from ABC News. The evidence that we have uncovered so far makes no mistake that this is an absolute racist hate crime. Officials get are giving an update on the mass shooting at the Buffalo supermarket. This will be called, this will be prosecuted as a hate crime. The chief of police, the mayor, um, Byron Brown, is standing beside um, the chief of police. Also, the governor is there as well as they bring this information forward. Um, you can find additional information and tweets on Twitter, everyone. And also, the president came out on Twitter and said the department is investigating Buffalo. The U.S. Justice Department is inve- investigating the Buffalo shooting as a racially motivated and 
uh, act of white supremacy and violent extremism and calls for the country to work together to address the hate that remains a stain on the soul of America. This is a quote from the president of the United States, Joe Biden, um, as we close the show today, everyone. Um, one thing that I will say in closing, keep the faith, keep the power. Peace. BreezeLine, the internet, TV, and voice provider in your community, is transforming to provide you with an enhanced customer experience through a range of products to help you connect better than ever. Enjoy your favorite channels, fast and reliable internet, and dependable voice services. And now is your chance to get BreezeLine's lowest offer of the year. Blazing fast, 100 megabits internet for just $19.99 a month for 12 months. Hurry, this offer won't last forever. Call 844-500-3623 or visit BreezeLine.com to sign up today. Service subject to availability. Speed is stated for download only. Are you listening to the same old political talking points? Then check out the community call for a new perspective on politics. Left. Right. Center. We bring it together with an open and honest political discussion. Thanks for listening to the community call. Be sure to tune in next time for another rousing discussion.